Welcome everyone to the Russell Show. I'm your host Russell Chowdhury. I can't wait to jump into this podcast episode. Episode number 115, we have a special guest, Christine Blackmore. So in this episode, we'll discuss with you, Christine, the topic of leading with love instead of fear. So don't forget to subscribe, leave a review on our podcast. Let's dive in. Hi, Kirsten. Thank you so much for joining me in this podcast episode. Really appreciate it. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing well, and thank you for having me on your show. It's the a pleasure, pleasure is mine. <laughs> yeah, really excited to have a conversation with you on the topic what we're going to discuss, uh, which will be leading with the love instead of fear. And so before we get started with the topic, I'd love to learn more about you, how you came to like in a business world and being an entrepreneur yourself. Is that you always wanted to do with your life or like uh, accidentally you become an entrepreneur? Uh, yeah, thank you for asking. I certainly did not have a linear career path where I just knew from when I was young, this is what I'm going to do when I grow up. This has been an evolution. I was in corporate America for about 20 years in different business later roles. And although I enjoyed my work, I worked in cultures that mm -hmm. were not managed. They were toxic and we didn't have culture management tools back then. I had my master's in psychology. I, I knew I didn't want to continue doing what I was doing. I wanted to have more of an impact. So I went into coaching, I got my certification and decided I wanted to leverage all those years of business acumen with my coaching and my psychology. Yeah. And so I started coaching people and then I started writing and speaking. And so that's how that progression evolved. Yeah, that's great. And how long have you been in business? Well, how long I've been in business? 30 years. How long oh, I've wow. been coaching <laughs> is about uh, 10, 10 years coaching. And my journey to writing has been an unusual one, likely, mm -hmm. or maybe it's not. Um, and that I've been doing for about five years. Right. That's great. So like, yeah, you've been in a business for more than three decades right now, like in total, right? And this is a long journey. And not many people can stuck around. Like we had the start 95% of the business get out of business in the first couple of years. So what was like your main thing? What kept you going in the business for that long? People. Honestly, it's connecting with people, feeling like I'm fulfilling my purpose. And my purpose has evolved over mm -hmm. time. But it's always really that authentic, genuine connection with people and helping each other learn, grow, you know, tackle really awful challenges and continue to go anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's people is lifeblood of the business, right? Like without people, there is no business, there is no customer, there is no connection, there is no growth. And I totally agree with you on that. So yeah, that's a great way to look at us. So let's talk about like today's topic where you're going to discuss, which is like leading with the love instead of fear. So why did you actually choose to talk about this topic? Why is it so close to you? Well, so let me back up by saying when I tell my clients and I coach every day, business yeah. leaders, 
if I were to tell a business leader, you know, just lead with love, they'd probably look at me like, okay, she's crazy. Mm. So <laughs> before I, I walk into that topic, you know, typically we're talking about what does it feel like when you are manipulated, when you're told something and then your manager may go back on that. Right. What does it feel like when you're excluded from meetings or the in-group, you have no idea why, you just know the feeling and it's isolating and you start to question your worth. What does it feel like when you're gaslit? What does it feel like when you're told you're going to get a promotion, you know, month after month after month and it never happens? Yeah. It feels awful. And we all know the feeling of being led by somebody who leads with fear. So I feel like that's always the place to start where it's like, yes, I know what that feels like. And I never want to do that to someone else. Mm. And so then the flip side of that is, okay, so then what does it mean for you to lead with love? Yeah. And love doesn't mean like, oh, I'm gushy. And it means compassion. It means empathy. It means being inclusive. It means asking for help when you know you have bias, but you don't know what those blind spots may be. Right. That's leading with love. Yeah. So we oftentimes, you know, like a corporate world is like a different, right? Is most of the time the hate, like one is backbiting with others. Like one is like uh, making complaints, a lot of things going on. Boss is not unhappy. The employee is not unhappy. So how do you change the culture of like the corporate world or even the business world? It's, it's hard to change unless people see themselves in the problem. So mm -hmm. that cycle, that systemic pattern has to be broken one person at a time. Right. And a lot of times when we are being led by somebody who leads with fear, we think they're the problem. And we don't see ourselves in the solution. And so what I, what I often say is, what would it look like for you to have a voice here? What would it look like for you to no longer tolerate that behavior? Yeah. Because what it does is it, people who are led by, let's say, managers or colleagues who lead with fear, you know, you think about those things, you're like, wait, is it me? Am I crazy? What just happened there? What am I doing? Is, is my work bad? Like, why am I being, you know, it's like this constant hamster wheel of the negative thoughts and the self doubts and the, am I crazy? And it impacts not just our thinking and our emotions, but mm. our health. It yeah. is, I mean, talk about wellness these days, so important. This is one of the major factors is being led with fear and tolerating it and tolerating it and tolerating it until you start to see symptoms manifest. Yeah. And so much to do with like right now is like a crazy world out there. Like if someone in the job or employed from the corporation, the company, they constantly in a fear of like they're losing the job. They are getting like a what well, if they get sucked from the job or like a gang disposal of like a plenty of work where that's not their even job, like a damn task they have to do. And they're so fearful in terms of like asking the boss or like the manager in terms of like, uh, this is not my things to do. This is not my project to handle. Uh, and 
we'd like a, we have to have like a kind of relationship where it's like a friendly environment like if employee goes to certain things to delegate or something they need to ask politely and ask them like this project uh, can you give me a hand or something like that but we oftentimes we see like a, if someone in the authority they try to be like a bossing around could be a manager could be a senior position someone like always who is a downgrade you so like you mentioned like it needs to be one person needs to be changed in order to change the whole organization so who do you think like it will be more responsible is it the ceo of the company the owner of the company or like do you think if someone is like handling day-to-day -day activity I, I think it's a great question i think everyone's ultimately accountable i don't think the ceo always knows first mm. um, unless there's you know surveys and data that comes out then they may become aware of it. But it's more than likely the people in the organization are very aware, hyper aware, because yeah. yeah. they're in it. And then it's, okay, now what do we do with this information? And how do we get it to the right people, those people who will actually do something about it? And I will say that um, that place of going, okay, now what do we do? is so critical and probably one of the most difficult positions to be in because when you are gaslit when you're when you're led with fear you feel victimized you feel stuck because you need your job let's say you need the money you need what you do you you can't even imagine not how having the benefits and all of yeah. that and so you feel stuck in this position and so now fear comes up in you if I say something, will I get fired? Like you were saying, will I lose my job? Will they hate me? Will I never get promoted? Will I be even more ostracized than I am now? Yeah. And so it takes somebody with tremendous courage and love to say something like, hey, I've noticed this. I don't know what people's intentions are, hmm. but I really think trust is being eroded here. How can we do it differently? So now that's an example of coming from love, but addressing it honestly in a candid way for the betterment of the people in the company. Because if people feel included, if they feel that sense of belonging and purpose and, and really that love-based leadership, yeah. They want to, they want to do more. They want to be more productive. Results increase. It just helps everybody. But that moment of finding your voice and going, I won't tolerate it anymore, but I'm not going to do what might feel good in the moment, which is retaliate with fear, you know, come after somebody and just <laughs> feel better for all the hurt that they caused me. No, yeah. instead you go, what can I do differently? What can we what can we do together as a team to overcome this? Yeah, definitely. So in, in terms of like uh, bringing love into that organization or like creating some kind of leaders, like how a person like yourself, like you're like a business coach, how a person like yourself can help them in order to create them such an environment on their organization or like uh, create a leadership? Do you follow any kind of like a steps in order to create that kind of uh, environment? In my practice, what I have found is that there has been some sort of data point mm -hmm. that has driven them to me. 
whether it's a 360, some sort of uh, survey that comes back that indicates there are problems in the organization. Then they go, okay, well, I don't, we don't know how to fix it. We don't even know where it came from. Yeah. So let's get somebody to help us. So that could be HR, it could be the CEO, could be the founders. I've had CTOs, founders come to me for help. I, it could be a manager saying my team is, is falling apart or I have a new team and I really want to kick it off well and with a good start, what do I do? So right. it can be all of those things that start the journey, uh, start the journey of either repairing or really intentionally starting to create the culture of love, trust, belonging. Yeah. So most of our like entrepreneurs, they tend to see like it's the fear is most important thing on their business because obviously you know for a fact like you've been coaching a lot of uh, American entrepreneurs and business owners and they're like always aggressive where like you get more things done do more and get more so there is a bit of aggressiveness in there in terms of like growing their businesses and they always believe like having someone like employee get fearful of them they've been a boss they've been a, like a founder or whatever they are like they can get more things done but eventually it's not the case right like we've been working remotely last couple of years now because of the covid most of the businesses tried to implement it before they had the mindset if someone's working from home they might not get things done they there is no authority over them or like they're not gonna get scared or your boss is not over the shoulder. So it's like a micromanaging thing, the mindset. So right now, after like doing a couple of years, like biggest companies, they tend to be like working from home. They're making a compulsory for majority of them employees. And the return on investment is a higher compared to like what it used to be if you were working in an office job or like if you have to go to the places so what, what do you see like uh, there is a lot of difference in terms of like without like being authority or like being someone over the shoulder, we can be more productive. So in terms of like the mindset thing, like uh, we ignore the hate and focus on the love and be gentle with the people. How can we bring that like in the community and how we can let that out on the society? I know you're doing a great job, like you're coaching and consulting for other entrepreneurs, but that's not going to be enough, like how much incorporate it out there so what we can do in terms of like we can bring as an employee perspective or like I'm working in the organization how we can do something I, I like the question because it's really important for us to shift yeah and I, I don't know I don't know if this pandemic has just made people more fearful but mm. it, it does appear we're going in the wrong direction fast or yeah. maybe more people are exposed for fear they had, but could hide out before. I don't know. But I will say, you know, definitely start one person at a time, coaching, modeling the behavior. If you're a leader who gets it, mm. who knows that it's important to lead with love, model it, talk about it, and bring people in. Start doing workshops with your teams, all hands. So it's these types of activities that start to really uh, have a ripple effect. I would say I, I'm coming out with a new book, The Intentional Leader. It's a revision. Right. And 
I talk about the basics that are, you know, they may sound common sense, but they are far from common practice where mm. how do we build trust? How do we lead with love? We know what it feels like when we're led with fear. And so it's books. I have a course, Best Practice for New People Leaders on LinkedIn that's had over almost 20,000 views um, of people completing that course. So it's those types of of activities where we just have to really, we have to want to change. We have to have a mindset at every level that we're not going to tolerate fear anymore. We don't have to. Yeah. And it's, it's something that happens, you know, for example, I, I had a client who, who really said, I'm not going to tolerate this type of leadership anymore. I'm going to leave. As she was leaving, one of her colleagues said, I'm so proud of you. Like, I can't even believe the courage it took for you to say something to your manager and find a different job. I'm too afraid to do that. I'm just mm -hmm. going to leave. And see, that's what happened. So we can look at the indicators like high attrition. Yeah. There's a problem. If you have extremely high attrition, look at the inside of your company. What's going on in there? What do you need to change? Yeah, that's, that's and more awareness podcasts like yours that yeah. are focused on this, that are focused on bettering society, people. And also like the employees, they need to be take action to themselves, right? If some leaders is not taking any masterminds, not taking any courses or not listening to someone like yourself or not listening to the podcast, if, if it's like an employee listening to this podcast, they need to go and ask them leaders, you need to make some changes. I know like there is a fear to it, like you might lose your job or like probably not gonna get promoted, but you're doing it for others, right? You have to take the decision sometime like uh, your CEO or like the manager, whoever you're working towards or like the boss, they probably understand it. Like, hey, I need to treat my employees better in order to get highest ROI. So you need to explain to them rather than like, hey, whatever you're doing, you know, right? You can ask them like, hey, this is the thing. What you can do in terms of like improve our productivity, improve your return on investment, and it's gonna give us like a more freedom to think freely and like be creative and be more organized so you have to bring the value in terms of like what you can do for them rather than what you're going to get from them right oh, i love that yeah how can you support them rather than what you know how yeah. can i extract every yeah. piece of energy out of them absolutely because it's if you go and ask them straight away like hey boss uh, you are wrong you're doing whatever you're wrong then obviously your boss not going to like it because if the person is not a lovable person in the first place, because you're trying to fix them rather than you say, Hey, I know you love your numbers. I know you love your productivity and everything. This is the better way. If you're going to take a look at it, I made some presentation or something. If you can do X, Y, Z, if you talk to our employee like that and make them a better change and a sector focusing on how we can help them, then you can see what's the return on investment look like in coming years and what you can see the productivity wise. Then if the CEO sees it or like the manager sees it, then they can give you like a better insight. And that way, like, you know, losing your job or not, not going to get the promotion, whatever is the case. Well, you're right. 
and there's so much evidence research out there to support what yeah. you're talking about, which is when people feel a belong, a, a sense of belonging, when they feel included, when there is a recognition of bias and trying to overcome it anyway, or work, you know, to to really include people. Mm -hmm then you know productivity innovation sales things go way up and in the same way with wellness when we yeah. have wellness productivity goes up innovation goes up you know everything increases morale engagement so it comes down to people and we have to you know really engage our people differently than we did pre-pandemic Mm. because it's harder to do that video you know engagement we just have to stretch our skills and and think of how can i do this differently how can how can i really let my people know that i value them yeah yeah I totally That's agree with you so yeah definitely so yeah kirsten so we're coming to end of this podcast now so those who's listening if anyone wants to reach out to you on our work with you learn more about business what's the best place to find you uh go to my website kirstenblakemore.com and you can reach out to me or on linkedin you can connect with me on linkedin for certain i have a new book coming out uh, in september it's the revised intentional leader and um, I, I think, you know, look out for me because one day I'm going to be a chief love officer and the companies will, you know, not know what hit them <laughs> when love enters the business space. Yeah. Thank you. Really appreciate your time. So we learned so many valuable things from you today. And yeah, I enjoyed the podcast with you. So I wish you best of luck with your newest book. And yeah, I wish you best of luck with your business as well. So I hope you have a wonderful day ahead. Thank you, Rasley. You too. Yeah, most welcome. So yeah, that's a wrap, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. Those who want to work with Kristen or learn more about business or want to grab a book, go check our website. Also connect with her on LinkedIn. And yeah, grab a copy of our book when it comes out on September. And yeah, till then, stay safe, stay healthy. I'll talk to you next episode. Thank you.